Madame Pompelmousse and Her Incredible Edibles, Chapter 2. Apart from smiling, Madeline's main job at the squealing pig was washing up. An awful lot of washing up. Despite being the best chef in the whole kitchen, she was never allowed to cook under strict instructions from her uncle. This was ever since the day she had made soup. Madeline had been cooking since she was quite young, but had picked up a good deal from working in the kitchen too. The soup was a deliciously light lemony broth flavoured with fresh herbs. She had made it for her uncle in an effort to please him. At first, Monsieur Lard had devoured it greedily, spooning huge ladlefuls into his mouth so that dribbles ran down his chin. But as soon as he found out who cooked it, he paused mid-slurp, his face darkening. "'What's wrong, uncle?' she said. "'Did I use too much lemon?' Monsieur Lard spat the remaining contents of his mouth onto the floor. "'Don't muck about in my kitchen!' he bellowed. "'But I wasn't mucking about. I promise! I cooked it for you specially!' Lard chuckled, shaking his head. "'Don't be ridiculous!' he said. "'You can't cook!' And then he lifted up the entire soup cauldron and tipped it out of the window. The truth was, she had made him so violently jealous he would never allow her to go near a cooker again. So instead she had to scrub the plates, pots and pans, giant heaps of them stacked up to the ceiling and every one covered in slimy fat. As a special treat on Saturdays, she might be allowed to clean out the fridges or empty out the bins instead. Or sometimes, if she was very lucky, she might be sent to fetch supplies. One day, while checking the stock cupboard, the head chef found that they were clean out of mixed innards pâté. This was a mixture of various unnamed body parts of various unnamed animals, cured in fat and dyed bright pink. No one liked it very much except for Monsieur Lard, who was rather partial to it, so they could not run out of it on pain of death. When the head chef found the cupboard was bare, he let out a piercing scream. But Madeline, seeing her chance to escape the kitchen, offered to go and fetch some more. Usually this meant a trip to the nearby market, which was a straight walk down the riverbank. But Madeline preferred the slightly longer route round the back streets. The squealing pig was in the city's busiest district, but the back led out into a maze of narrow alleys and winding lanes. At this time of day they were normally quiet, except for the occasional rat, but that didn't bother Madeline. After all, they minded their own business just like her. Strangely, this day, she found the streets entirely empty of rats. But what she did see was a cat, a long white cat, suddenly darting across her path. It scampered up ahead of her until it stopped at the end of the street. Oddly, she thought she recognised it. Sometimes, while washing dishes at night, she would see a white cat perched on the wall above the dustbins. In the moonlight, she had first mistaken it for an, for an owl, believing it to be the same one. She called out, Um, Monsieur Cat? Oh, uh, wait up please, Monsieur! But it had already gone, disappearing round the corner. For some reason, she decided to follow it. Turning the corner herself, she came onto a steep, narrow lane running uphill. 
Above her, rows of washing were hanging between shuttered windows and wrought iron balconies, and the afternoon sun shone bright on the white sheets. At the top of the hill, she found herself in a quiet, dusty, cobbled street, mostly empty, but for a shop, a small, rather shabby-looking shop. And there was the white cat, scurrying across the road. Then the most bizarre thing happened, and Madeline wondered if her eyes were playing tricks on her. For when the cat reached the shop, it appeared to rear up on its hind legs, open the front door, and walk through it. Creeping up to the window, Madeline peered in, but it was so dark and smoky all she could see was the orange glow of candle flames. The door, however, was ajar, and so she went inside. It took a moment for her to adjust the candlelight, but what she noticed first was the smell. A cool, musty odour, like the air in an old church, but one that was made entirely out of cheese. She could detect a deeper, spicier note beneath that was warm and exotic and reminded her of a Middle Eastern bazaar. But that was not all, for, for Madeline had a highly developed nose. There was also a scent like lavender that had been drying in hot sunlight. Then suddenly, from out of the shadows, a woman appeared. Madeline nearly screamed. May I help you, mademoiselle? said Madame Pompelmousse. Um, sorry, madame, said Madeline, edging towards the door. I, I was on my way to the market. I, I just came in here by mistake. And she made to go, when she was stopped by the woman's voice. What were you going to buy, mademoiselle? A pâté, madame. Ah, yes, she said. I have just the thing. And from below the counter, she produced a small bottle containing a dark green substance. It had a label on which was written in fine purple writing. Pate of North Atlantic Sea Serpent with green peppercorn mustard. Madeline wasn't quite sure what to make of this. Many people might have taken it for a hoax or some kind of joke. Madeline, however, never doubted it was made from genuine sea serpent. It was simply that this was not the kind of pâté she had been sent to buy. I I'm sorry, madame, but I, I think there's been some mistake. You said pâté, mademoiselle. Uh, yes, but, but... That is the finest pâté currently available. But I, I don't have much money, said Madeleine, showing the, the small sum she had. I couldn't possibly afford. But before she could finish... Madame Pompomousse had already reached over and plucked the money from her hand. That will be quite sufficient, thank you. And the next instant, the woman was gone. She did this so quickly it took Madeline a couple of seconds to realise. But there was no mistaking it. The woman was nowhere to be seen and the shop had fallen silent. Except that it wasn't quite silent. It struck Madeline. Madeline, it had never been silent from the moment she walked in. All around, in the shadows, there had been a patter of little noises like gasps or tiny whispers and a faint, persistent wheeze. Just then, she heard a sudden growling and something slithering across the floor. Remembering the mention of sea serp serpents earlier, 
Madeline bolted straight out of the door.